Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. Trump has done nothing to fix America's tech talent shortage by Izzy Lepowski. President Trump's long-promised changes to the country's high-skilled worker visa program may have to wait another year. The H-1B visa application process begins today, and the requirements for companies looking to hire foreign talent have gone unchanged, despite President Trump's repeated threats to reform a program he says undermines American workers. For tech leaders who have served up some of the loudest anti-Trump criticism in recent months, this decision to at least postpone changes to the H-1B program may come as a relief. Earlier this year, a draft executive order began circulating online, stirring fear that the president was preparing to curb the use of these visas, just as he's tried to curb other forms of immigration. In theory, Trump has a compelling case. If jobs are to be had, they should go to American workers. That's the essence of his inaugural promise to put America first. But there's a flaw in that theory. The United States is systematically failing to produce homegrown tech talent, and Trump has yet to come up with the faintest glimmer of a plan to address that shortage. Until such a plan exists, tech companies argue that the H-1B program is a necessary stopgap. Of course, that's the kind of thing you might anticipate from these tech giants, but the support for H-1Bs has been just as strong from the very people who spend their lives trying to develop tech talent in the United States, people like Plinio Ayala, CEO of Per Scalis, an IT workforce development program based in the Bronx. 
One might think Ayala would welcome any effort to prioritize American workers, such as Perse Scholas's own graduates, over foreign ones. But Ayala says that limiting the H-1B program, absent a real cogent strategy around building local workforces to meet the demands of employers, is incredibly dangerous to the profitability and growth of the corporate community. It's the people running these training programs, in fact, who understand just how much need there is. At the Flatiron School, a three-month coding boot camp, 98% of Flatiron graduates land software engineering jobs within 180 days with an average starting salary of $75,000. If employers will pay someone with that little training that much money, that means there's a gap, says Adam Enbar, the school's co-founder. If there was tons of skilled labor out there, they'd be taking these jobs for less. Even so, Enbar and others in the tech industry are fully aware of the problems that exist in the H-1B visa process. Reforming the H-1B visa program turns out to be one of the few issues that enjoys bipartisan support on Capitol Hill, with senators as politically opposed as Bernie Sanders and Ted Cruz both speaking out in recent years against businesses' efforts to drive down wages with H-1Bs. To be sure, the H-1B program is ripe for abuse. Investigations have found that a handful of IT outsourcing firms are gobbling up the bulk of these visas by flooding the government with applications, making them more likely to win the visa lottery. In 2014, 20 companies were awarded more than 32,000 visas, despite the fact that 10,000 companies applied, accounting for more than one-third of all H-1Bs awarded that year. Companies that employ a large number of foreign workers can skirt H-1B restrictions on displacing Americans if they pay visa holders at least $60,000. It's no surprise, then, that many of these outsourcing firms pay visa holders just slightly more, a figure that's still far lower than U.S. workers in the same positions would make. Critics also blame the H-1B program for mass layoffs. Both Disney and Southern California Edison have faced accusations of firing hundreds of workers after they had trained their foreign replacements. If these are really specialized workers, shouldn't they be paid as specialized workers, says Ron Hira, a professor of political science at Howard University and one of the leading advocates for H-1B reform. For the most part, the Silicon Valley companies that have been lobbying for more H-1B visas, including Facebook and Google, do pay workers substantially more than outsourcing firms would, and they agree that outsourcing firms need to be reined in. You shouldn't be able to bring in huge numbers of people to displace American workers, said Todd Schulte, executive director of the immigration advocacy group FWD.US, which was founded by Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. But Schulte says making the requirements overly onerous for businesses could also put startups looking to hire specialized workers at a severe disadvantage. What's more, he says, it could slow the rapid pace of innovation that makes Silicon Valley what it is today. If we're going to create a government bureaucracy so big the Department of Labor has to sign off on every hire, we're going to completely grind our economy to a halt, Schulte says. We'll turn ourselves off to any international talent around the world. 
On the subject of H-1B visas, even some of Congress's immigration hardliners feel the same way. I think it's crazy that someone comes here, gets an engineering degree, and we tell them to leave the country to compete with us for someone else, said House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy on stage at a tech policy event earlier this year. I think it's crazy that government dictates the number. Why don't we have the economy dictate the number? For some inside the Trump administration, though, including Trump's chief strategist and former Breitbart chair Steve Bannon, closing off the country to outside talent may be precisely the point. In a Breitbart radio interview last year, Bannon lambasted progressive plutocrats in Silicon Valley for helping to foment problems with legal immigration. Engineering schools are all full of people from South Asia and East Asia, he said. They've come in here to take these jobs. But according to people who work in the tech education field, the tech pipeline problem has less to do with foreign students flooding engineering schools and more to do with the fact that four-year colleges aren't equipping students with the skills they need for today's workforce. What's more, four-year colleges are nearly impossible for many of the countries unemployed to afford anyway. Both employers and local governments are looking to the Trump administration to invest in alternative education programs that prepare American workers for these tech jobs. During his second term, President Obama launched Tech Hire, a grant program that invested in local initiatives to pair tech training programs with job opportunities. More than 50 localities have since joined the effort, as have more than 1,000 employers. The fact that we became a part of a national initiative of the White House that put us with a cohort of other communities that had similar issues meant a lot to our community, says Wayman Jackson, vice president of workforce development for the Birmingham Business Alliance in Alabama. Now Birmingham is working on a program to train 1,000 people ages 16 to 29 in the tech skills local businesses want. The Trump administration could use this program, popular with Democratic and Republican communities alike, as a foundation. The question is whether the millions of people displaced by a shifting global economy really want to become software engineers after spending their lives working in factories or coal mines. If they don't, who will tech companies have to hire if they're shut off from international talent? It's not a question of what we want to do, says Gavin Newsom, lieutenant governor of California. It's what we need to be doing in a country that's raging ahead on automation. Tech leaders say the country must continue to grow its tech talent pool before they're able to substitute U.S. workers for foreign ones. Now, at least, the Trump administration has bought itself some time to figure out how to make that happen. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.